Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox 12360, everyone. Glad to be back. Feeling pretty good today. You might be able to tell by the tone of my voice. I like anyway. the energy. You have a really good energy. Yeah, thanks. Don't know what the hell we're doing today, but <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great show, everyone. So, yeah, but before we get started, let's talk about how you guys out there can go a few extra rounds in the bedroom mm-hmm. by going to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. Check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. I know I say this every single time. But it's but important to know. Yes, just in case someone's yeah. just tuning in. If you tune yes. in for the first time, you're going to learn about Blue Chew. Yeah, but yeah, it's the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Since they're chewable, they work a lot faster than pills. And I can tell you from experience, they work really quick. It's the most fun Skittle I've ever eaten. Even on a, Yeah, it's kind of like a... It's a little bit more sour than it. It's more like, it's kind of like sour, I don't know if it's Sour Patch Kids, but maybe a certain flavor of nerds or something. Lemon lime, perhaps? Yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, they're great. And, um, uh, you know, I was just thinking about this. For all the guys out there that that are saying to themselves, well, I don't need that, I'm not dating. You don't need to be dating or even having sex with somebody else to enjoy Bluetooth. Trust me. Yep. Just a night at home alone with a little uh, adult movie. You know, I mean, it's it, you know, right. it's great there. Like, I remember, yeah. I don't even want to tell. I oh, was going to tell a story. Please tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm traveling with somebody uh, back in the day. And uh, and so it was back when Viagra first came out. Oh. And uh, and we're, we're on our... Um, and so I'm, I, I had a I had a script and and so I, I gave I said hey to the, to the guy I was traveling with um, Japanese fella sure um, and I said hey Vi- here's some Viagra you know bring it home and you know uh, try it out you know with with the wife and he's like oh thank you thank you thank you so we check in the hotel I go you know we all go our separate ways meet down stairs in, in uh, you know the late morning. Our drive and he gets in the car and he goes, Oh, X Puck. He goes, Viagra, good. I'm like, What do you mean? He goes, I watched a movie last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, you don't even have to be having sex with another person to enjoy Bluetooth, is all I'm saying. 
Uh, so where were we? Okay, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Mm-hmm. And this stuff is cheaper than those other two, so this is a no-brainer. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line because Blue Chew ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. There you go. Looks just like this. So, um, a little you, box. Yeah, and you can just carry them around with you, and you know, you never know when they when they might come in handy. So, and uh, how about you? I noticed when I took it too, like you mentioned, it you, it just gives you an overall. You're feeling good. It's not like you're feeling on edge or jittery. You just have uh, a, a nice energy to you. Yeah, yeah that's how I felt. Yeah. So, uh, and we got a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code XPOC. Just pay $5 in shipping. I think it's quite the bargain. That's it. What a bargain. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, that's bluechew.com. And you use the promo code XPOC. Ladies and gentlemen, bluechew.com, promo code XPOC. If you do that, send uh, Jimbo. Or somebody, your proof of purchase, and we'll send you some kind of something signed. You know, a picture or, a, I don't know, a postcard. I don't know. Bluetooth wrapper. Anything. Yeah, anything. And so it's, yeah. Anyways, because um, we love Bluetooth. And like I've said before, Bluetooth uh, sponsors a lot of amazing free content, mm-hmm. free wrestling content on the internet. Bluetooth is a great way to feel elite. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a great that's a great transition there, Johnny. Thank you for yeah, that. Bluetooth.com, <laughs> promo code XPOC. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, as Johnny mentioned, so a few weeks ago we actually talked about this. A few weeks ago there was a rumor. We had really not nothing much to say other than there was a rumor that that the Bullet Club, that Chris Jericho, that Jim Ross may all be involved in creating a new promotion. But it was just kind of hearsay. We didn't really have anything. But now there have been trademarks filed mm-hmm. for get this all elite wrestling. All out and quite a few more after that. So it AEW begs the question. Well. It begs the question, what is happening? Is this really a thing? And we actually have more information on that. So Tony Khan, who is the co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, right. he is the one that is interested in possibly starting up this promotion. Now, a little bit about him. He has actually been following independent wrestling for years. He's been a longtime subscriber of The Observer. I believe I think Dave said it was around like twenty something years. Yeah. Um so he, you can say that he's pretty knowledgeable about the business and all of that information. Also, he actually has successful roles in analytics in NFL and MLB. He and his dad have lots of money, and the rumor billions, is... Billions, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. billions. Billionaire. Mm-hmm. Billions. So the rumor is that they're starting something up with the Bullet Club. That's all. That's It's, it's the rumor. It's a speculation from what we're seeing on here. And give it the, given the names, you know. Yes. And... Uh, and- um, I, how can this not be anything but great for the wrestling industry? It's incredible. It's the best. And yes. also, not to mention, they also trademarked Tuesday Night Dynamite. I had heard some rumors about them getting a television deal as well, and that's obviously the most important thing, I think, is getting television. So, um, you would think. It is important. I'm not sure, like, I mean, it's always a good thing, depending on what network you're on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't think it's a I don't think it's absolutely necessary in 2018, uh, but it depends on what they're looking to do. Uh, and and you know, like you know, I've told you before, I don't um, 
you know, like I could reach out to people and friends and people that I work with and people that are, that are part, you know, have something to do with the show actually might be involved in that. Uh, but, you know, I, I purposely don't like ask for, for dirt because I don't sure. want to be that person that, you know, said something out of school that I'm not supposed to say. So I just like, I, and I've said this before, I just speculate just like everyone else. And I think it's good, but, um, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I I don't know. Like, I guess it's you know just going by what you're saying, Denise. It seems like they're they look like they might be trying to start an actual like conventional promotion, right? Yeah, and timing kind of works out. I think Cody announced that he'll officially be done with his Ring of Honor contract in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, the Bucks have pretty much said the same thing. It all's tying together. Now, Sean, I have a question for you. Do you think it would be smarter for the Young Bucks to go in and start this promotion? Or do you think that they can make a bigger change in pro wrestling if they were true free agents? Like somewhat what they do in Japan, where you're actually going across different promotions and really really being a true free agent. Um, what do you think would make a bigger change or a bigger impact in the landscape of pro wrestling? I think they've already done that part. That's I agree. I think that's already they've already done that part, and and they've already done their part in helping you know bring the the, the health of the industry back up. It's a weird way of saying it. But you're weird, right though. Weird, the Bucks have been like a storybook. Yes. It's it literally a storybook played yes. out, and you look at them now. It's it's amazing. And so okay, yeah. Now it's time, you know, for them to you know. Uh, you know, cash in and all that hard work and do something like it's it's like it's going to be a bigger, like higher profile thing than just going and making sure all the independent stuff stays healthy. Because trust me, no matter like who gets taken from the independent scene, the independent scene is always going to keep supplying new talent, mm -hmm. even in the, the shittiest of times. You know, so uh, when and then, I mean, and that goes, you know, um, to speak on something you're going to talk about in, in a little bit here concerning NXT UK and all that. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think and, and who says that, you know, they, they're not going to still maybe, you know, do things with other promotions. Right. They're the bosses, essentially. Yeah. And I mean, we're like, like I said, we don't even know what any of this is yet. You know, I because I haven't purpose like I said I purposely haven't asked, you know, the people I know that are really closely involved well, that are involved in this. Well, we think back to three months ago how game changing All In was. Yeah, this is kind of the next logical step. It's almost like their next test because you know putting selling out a show of ten thousand people is obviously a huge accomplishment, but it is very different from actually running a promotion. You know, it's two different animals. I guess you can say. Well, do you think that because being the elite is so successful and they've realized we can tell a great story and we are great wrestlers, why not invest in ourselves like they did with All In and we have our right. own company to tell our own stories? And then, like you said, they might not need TV if they could sell ads to people wanting to put stuff on their yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. And then you don't have to deal with any of the restrictions of being on television or time constraints or any of that. Mm. You get to do it all your own. Yeah. And, you know... People like to talk about how television's dead and all this, but that's bullshit. I'm right. That's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, sorry for that bomb. But um, 
Television is still king, perception-wise, mm-hmm. and that is huge. And money-wise, yes. sponsors. Yes. So, um, I mean, mind you, you could, like you know, I'm saying, we can you can do stuff without TV today. Mm-hmm. It's doable. It's just if you can have that, it's even better. And when you're a billionaire, this is a nice little tax write-off when it comes down to it. It's not a huge risk when you have that much money, and especially when you're a passionate guy like Tony Khan is, and you were at All In. The connection the audience had with the performers was, it was really, you had to feel it. Yeah. And that's kind of how I think this would work out, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's a win-win for everyone. Hell yes. All right. Well, moving on, speaking about what we kind of talked about briefly, which was, you know, exclusivity, non-exclusivity, contracts, that sort of thing. We've touched base on this show about the fine lines and how 2019 is possibly going to possibly going to be looking with, you know, promotions, sharing talent, some not sharing talent, so on and so forth. So WWE has implemented new contracts for their NXT UK talent, and we actually have quite a few details on those contracts. So we know that the guys were offered a pay raise. We don't know how much the pay raise was yet. There hasn't been official reports on that, but it does kind of narrow things down a little bit in terms of their options because now they can only wrestle under WWE partner groups, which includes Progress, ICW, um, Fight Club, uh, ProTac, sorry, excuse me that. Yes, so they have a few companies that they can definitely work with, you know, with the that WWE approves, but then there's also the fact that they can't go on if they're being streamed, so they can only be in dark matches, and then they also can't wrestle guys that are, you know, in Ring of Honor or New Japan, that sort of thing. So it's definitely a, a game changer for the NXT, the and not sorry, excuse mm. me, for the UK indie scene, but definitely a big win for WWE, yeah. I think. A lot of things pop into my head about this. Um, I don't want to be all over the map here but like you know you were talking about how they can't wrestle can they wrestle on shows with the other talent or just can't be so in the matches so they can with only them? wrestle okay so first they can only wrestle certain com- in re- certain yeah, companies we got right that part. Yeah, so but, then after that they can't be in the streaming portion of it so right? they have to be in the dark matches yes. and even then now their opponents are also more selected in terms of it can't be a contracted a contracted wrestler from another major promotion that WWE recognizes as major so like Ring of Honor New Japan Impact that sort of thing but it's okay if Evolve does it so it's basically because so yeah, I'm pretty sure I just read something where Evolve's going to have some WWE contracted talent on the same show, maybe even in same match with Ooh. Impact. Talent. Yeah, their current tag team champions are the Street Profits. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. So I know that this doesn't actually start until 2019, though. Right. So for the rest of 2018, they can still do their gotcha. their their ah, whatever they were already mm-hmm. you know announced to do. Yeah. But this officially takes place. 2019. Yeah. Okay. So, and I totally understand the, you know, um, I can understand like some people like getting up in arms over this, but I want to just refer to a tweet that I, I probably should have mentioned this, but I, it just popped into my head. Sarai Knight, uh, Paige's mom tweeted out earlier and she was just like jesus christ don't panic you know there's always going to be new talent that comes up and she's a thousand percent right yes she is thousand percent right sometimes you know it's time to like for some of this talent to move on i mean for their for you know i mean because they need to grow you know and uh and uh and it's just time to freshen things up and and 
quit relying on the old standbys. You know, I mean, eventually you got to build new talent, mm-hmm. and that's even on the on the lower like independent level. I mean, uh, so yeah, I'm with I'm with Soraya on on that. You quit panicking, and uh, it's not the end of the world. At all. But how does that affect like younger guys that, you know, are maybe trying to get into the business but they might not have as many options? Like if the if this does affect the independent scene in the UK, how does that affect the younger guys that are, you know, you know that most of the guys nowadays when they're starting off, they get most of their experience from wrestling different places, wrestling different types of guys, right. and that's how they grow. So how does that affect that within that specific community? I don't think it affects them at all. Like they're yeah. I I it, Newer guys coming up that they're not even signed by WWE and NXT UK yet. Yeah, so if you have these uh, contracted wrestlers that are with the UK brand, the NXT brand, the younger people that you're speaking of are going to have the opportunities and all those companies not contracted to WWE. If anything, it's going to open up opportunities, I would think, and that way you learn uh, at a much higher, you know, faster rate. I have the Soraya Knight tweets if you want to hear them. Yeah, yeah. Stop panicking about who's gone and step up and fill the void. Anyone can be replaced and will be. Have faith in your work and be noticed. Work hard and take to your dream. Which followed up with, I know there are many, many talented workers that are overlooked because of location, trainers, and home federations. You have to believe in your ability for others to believe in you. I, for one, welcome this. A show without the usual suspects will be a breath of fresh air. It's right. I love her. Thousand percent. She's great. What what Soraya said, a thousand percent. Because okay, we got the same talent we can rely on and we get lazy creatively. And we start putting out just you know, stuff that it's like I don't wanna I don't wanna name shows or anything, but I saw a show this week uh that had the best talent in the whole world and it it suffered from exactly what um what Soraya is talking about there with the usual suspects in my opinion mm-hmm. not going to name names well, that can also definitely work because if WWE knows that these guys can be seen, you know, multiple times a week in different promotions, then when they come, you know, to the UK, they want to have that, hey, you haven't seen this guy in a long time. Like, come to our show and watch him here and therefore benefiting ticket sales sure. and whatnot. Yeah. And that's not like, I mean, fans are going to be able to see their stars. Uh, you just have to go to one of those you know, WWE-affiliated indies. <laughs> and if anything, for the younger talent, it gives them a, a, a brass ring to grab for. Every time they set foot in the ring, they see there's an NXT UK show now. That is yeah. such a, a viable thing to go after. Yeah, It's pretty incredible stuff. And they also announced that NXT UK TakeOver is taking place January 12th in Blackpool. So that's also super exciting. They get to have their very own sure. TakeOver. And it's already almost sold out. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's wild. Have you seen any of the NXT UK TVs? I... Just a little bit of it. Yeah. Any any comments on that? I haven't seen any of it yet. No. So far, I think it's, you know, I liked what they're portraying. It's very different from what they already have going on normal NXT, I guess you can say. Yeah. But I'm still sort of like getting used to the, the different transition and whatnot for me personally. And what about the, the production and the, you know, the venue and the look and all that? Any issues it's, with it's that? It's very similar to the the UK tournament. Yeah. So it's okay. it's kind of it's, that works. It's familiar, but it's still new, and it's it's just kind of getting used to all of the talent that we weren't yeah. familiar with that c- competed in the yeah. in the tournament or not. But they're still building. They're building factions. They're figuring out who's good, who's bad. So 
I, it, it's it's a good watch to go back to. I just wish that the air date was a little bit more convenient because it, yeah. it's prime time in the UK. So Wednesday in the afternoon, WWE's tweeting out all of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit more difficult to watch stateside. Gotcha. And speaking of good, Mark, also WWE has announced that they did finally officially sign Walter, which as we know, Walter was kind of, you know, he didn't want to move to the States. He didn't want to, you know, do that big drastic change. And now, sure. he's, you know, he's basically going to be a, a, a part of the WWE expansion in Europe with NXT UK. So that's also a congratulations to Walter. So they're not thinking NXT per se. They're thinking maybe the more NXT UK. NXT UK. It's part of the the local. It's, it's the new philosophy they're trying to. Which I, I, I think is a, it's smart on, on the company's behalf. Like, you know, going in and, you know, uh, what I can't remember the term they were using. Like, do you remember it? the local, oh, shit. You mean right like in, cre- in creating like local, like yes. NXT UK, NXT yeah, they Mexico, have a specific that sort of thing? term they use. And I'm, they, no like one, a localized help me. brand? So, oh, well, whatever. Um, I think people they know what I'm talking about, but mm. it's it's going in and, and not just it's it's basically setting up performance centers in different countries and building you know like WWE territories yes, essentially building a, a base in these countries mm-hmm. you know kind of like they've done in India and uh, and things like that and I can just see tons of different you know localized NXT TV shows coming out. And Walter's a guy you throw on television right away. He's made it clear he's 31 years old. He said he doesn't know if he wants to go past 35. So, you know, he wants to really make an impact right away. And a guy like him, boom. Yeah. And boom. he and apparently it sounds like he knows what he wants and like he's not, you know, like he didn't compromise. It wasn't like he, he was begging to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like the buyers were coming. It's a seller's market, mm-hmm. sort of like when when. When there's something really good to sell, and, and Walter's a hell of a hell of a commodity. Yeah, he is. You know, uh, and a really, really like the type of guy that you want in your locker room. You know, um, um, love a bunch of guys that that uh, act like Walter. I was actually my, surprised my to see he was 31. I thought he was like 26. When really? He looks like a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's doing well for himself. Yeah. You think this helps with the visas and money wise, saving WWE money by setting up things like that, so then they don't have to find prospects over there, pay for their visas to bring them to the U.S. and so on and so forth. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It might. I'm not sure. I just know it's it's a lot cheaper when you have, you know, like when the when you're doing business in that country and not just coming in and taking the money and leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it definitely helps the guys in those countries because, you know, it's a nice, you know, income for them where they don't yep. have to maybe struggle as much where if they get signed, you know, at least they have that money there, you know. Yep. So that's always really right. nice. Congratulations to Walter. Yeah, what's cool is everything we talked about today is shaping up for a really exciting 2019. So mm-hmm. as wrestling fans in the industry, you know, you can rest easy. It's going to be a good year and you could rest easy on a purple mattress. Could you not? Oh, yeah. And here's a question. Here's a question, everyone. How did you sleep last night? How'd you sleep last night, Johnny? I got five and a half hours. Did you spend the night tossing and turning? A little bit. Hmm. Sleep is important. The quality of your sleep affects the quality of your daily life. No doubt about that. True. You know, when you, when, yeah. Yeah, it's like the princess and the pea. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Some people are like, what the? 
What's he talking about? I'm the, like, what the? <laughs> I recall, uh, kind of. Yeah, but if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. And uh, purple mattresses will feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses a brand new material developed by an actual rocket scientist. Damn. It's not like the memory foam you're used to. The purple mattress material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it gives you comfort and support. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. And that's important to me. Yeah. You know, like you wake up in the middle of the night and like you're all like hot and overheated and just, yeah, it really sucks. So it ends up giving you a zero gravity like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. Going with purple gets you a 100 night risk free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. No. It's backed by a 10 year warranty, gets free shipping. Free returns, free in-home setup, and removal of your old mattresses. You're going to love purple. Right now, our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's on top of the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Just text Just text XPOC to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is to text XPOC to 474747. That's XPOC to 474747. What is it again? XPOC to 474747. Very good, Jimbo. And just right. for the pillow alone, as a physical therapist, I yes. tell my patients this all the time. Yeah. Pillows are so much more important than people realize. You need to have your neck in a cervical lordosis when you go to sleep, and the right pillow will yeah. give that to you. So that's huge. Yes, and, and, and even if, like, even if you do have a shitty mattress, like the pillow, is pillow big. is huge. It's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah. So yeah. So please go check out uh, the the purple mattress. That's X Pac to four seven four seven four seven. Massage, massage. <laughs> Message. <laughs> Message and data rates may apply, folks. Thanks again to our friends at Purple Mattresses. One more time. That's X Pac to four seven four seven four seven. And we'll be right back. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Sure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us over the phone right now. I think he's down in Orlando right now, PC. Um... He's, I he one of my favorite guys. Uh, not just in wrestling, but like especially wrestling Twitter. And uh, and so I just wanted to have him on to talk about a few things that um, or interactions on Twitter and whatnot. But uh, welcome back to the show, uh, Shane Helms, Hurricane. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me back, man. It's funny you say that. Like at, at all the signings and uh, conventions I do lately, that's starting to be the the ongoing trend with me. People come up and they're like, I really like your wrestling, but I got to say, I like you on social media more. 
Well, I mean, that's. Like, I can't tell if my wrestling is getting bad or just my social media game is, is getting better. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> take it how we can get it, man. You yep. know, but and but I'm I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I I necessarily like your Twitter better than your wrestling, but I love your Twitter, man. And and hey, real quick though, before we get on into the wrestling, uh, you know. Um, uh, the man himself, Stan Lee, passed away, and uh, and you got assholes like Bill Maher um, saying the shit he said, and then Disco chimes in, and and I like Disco. He's actually a good guy. I know I'm probably like exposing his, you know, probably don't want everyone to know he's a good guy, but he really is. But come on, that was some bullshit, man. Uh, you know, like he was just just being provocative. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, people are like that. And it's kind of, uh, they'll take a situation like that and be like trying to make it about themselves. That's, that's what Bill Moore did, you know. He just wanted people to talk about him. And and so, I mean, and I knew that. So it wasn't like he was working me, playing me into anything, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's just such a, a very unintelligent uh, thing to say, you know, just a disrespectful yeah. thing to say. And this is a guy, too, who he, he always wants to be – you know, a champion of, of the right, you know, Bill Maher. He wants to play that card. Yes. And then he turns around and, and does something that's just as much of an asshole as all the people he claims to be against. Right. You know, yeah. Going out of your way to tell someone the things that they like are, are stupid and that you're stupid for liking them is I just don't get that. And then Disco chimes in <laughs> and he's like, oh, and anyone that disagrees with me, uh, I'll fist fight you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. off, Glenn. Yeah, the least, tough, the least toughest guy in the business. <laughs> right. Well, Shane, don't you deal with disco on a weekly basis pretty much? Yeah, it's a struggle. It's, but, you know, I mean, I've said this analogy a, a million times. He's a little puppy. You know, he's adorable. He's cute. He ships on the carpet, and we got a puppy on the <laughs> I do want everyone to know, like, Disco Inferno actually is a good guy. I, he yeah. actually is. I just totally disagree with just about every fucking thing he says. <laughs> yeah, just not a just not a smart guy. No, you know you can be a good person and no. just and he's not smart. Now he's smart when it comes to gambling and shit. Well, sort of. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say yeah. sort of until you got until you get caught. Anyways, uh, but <laughs> hey, so hey, hey, Shane, um, we were you know we were talking. I think was it last week uh, about the uh, the the um, David Arquette death match situation, and we kind of talked about that already. But like, you know, um, David came out and he, you know, he, you know, he put out that that statement, you know, trying to take heat off of uh, you know anyone else, and it was all his fault and all that. But I had to agree with what what you said. Uh, in that tweet, man, and I, I don't have it handy. I'll find it. Yeah, but um, but I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree with you that he was kind of taken advantage of, and and like, um, you want should we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I put it out there, so I'm not afraid to talk about. It. Yeah, I'm, I just think Dave's a great guy. You know? Yeah. Of course, he's going to try to take the heat off of, of people because he doesn't want the last thing he wants to do is make wrestling look bad. Right. You know and. You know, but, uh, you know, if you book a show at the end of the day, whatever you put on that show, that's on you. Yeah. You know, you can't sit there and say, well, they agreed to it. And right. all of a sudden that absolves you of all responsibility. That ain't how it goes. Sure. 
Yeah, and, and, and I, I mean, just... There, there's a ton of wrestling fans that I could go to and go, hey, do you want to be in the main event on this show? I know you've only been training for six months. Do you want to be in the main event on my match, on my show? And right. they would do it. That's right. Now, that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that I'm free of responsibility if they go out there and get hurt. Yeah. much less put them in a death match. Right. And you know? so, like, I can't imagine, I don't know, like, if he said, hey, I want to be in a death match. Or or if they, well, hey, like, if you ask somebody, you know, in wrestling, no matter what their experience level is, like, hey, you want to do this? They're not going to say no. Yeah. It's, it's just Dude. like back in the day, like, Chain, I don't know, I, I imagine you've probably been in this kind of situation. Have you ever been hurt and you're supposed to go out and have another match or something and the officials the agent or whoever come back and they would say it's your call yeah of course of course yeah and thank god that's not how it goes anymore but when you ask one of us hey it's your call we're a hundred percent of the time just about gonna go oh i'm all good i'm ready to do it you know yeah and you go do it, and yeah. you know, and hope, hopefully the best. But then sometimes, you know, you make things worse yeah. because it wasn't the right choice. Yeah, you know? yeah. You you ever see that thing where I had that rematch with with Scott when he was Razor and I was kid, and it was for ten thousand dollars, and I slipped and fell off the top rope and smacked my head on the ground. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, um, when I got back to like uh, you know after that, I could, I was totally out of it. Could, couldn't even barely walk. And Tony Gurria comes up to me and goes, "Oh, you got a match with Reno Riggins? It's your call." <laughs> so guess what? Yeah. I went out and I had a match with Reno Riggins when I should have been in the yeah, goddamn especially, hospital. Yeah, especially back in that day, you didn't even what? Yeah, that was one of those things. You know, when somebody's asking you something, but they really don't mean it. They really don't. You know, when you go, "Hey, how you doing?" Yes. They don't really care how you doing. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You know, and I, like I said, man, you know, I, that company, like that was just one aspect of the show. Yeah. And I think some of the people that, that, that chimed in, you know, um, with some of their negative comments, of course, because they're, there's zero, you know, days of experience, you know, it, they know a lot more than my 30 years or your, you know, 30 plus years that you have, they know more than we do. For um, sure. <laughs> but, but, you know, like I wasn't attacking the whole company or wasn't no. attacking every single uh, decision this book ever made. I right. was just saying this one thing, this one thing wasn't a good yes. idea. And the proof that it wasn't a good idea was that the dude almost got his jugular cut. That's, yeah. that's the proof right there. No, I, I mean, you know? I saw that. Like I, I ran into David at, at the NXT um, takeover here, here in L.A., Shane, and I saw him outside. Mm-hmm. And so we talked for a couple of minutes, and, and his – so I saw the side of his neck, and that look—I mean, it's like a C. It's like a big, a big letter C carved in his side of his neck, and it looked like it was right on his jugular. It looked like it was right yeah, I, on it, man. But hey, so yeah, are, I, 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 I talked to him after that. I said, "Dude, please feel free to run any ideas you have by me, and I'll let you know if it's a good idea." Yeah, because you know, because he's so eager to do good. You know, he's yeah. such a good natured guy, and. You know, he doesn't, you know, and I, I, you know, Hollywood's filled with these type of people. So, you know, maybe he, I, maybe he thinks that because of the agents and stuff he's dealt with in Hollywood, but wrestling's a different animal, man. Yep. You know, there's good, these, you know they're going to try to get, you know, try to take advantage of, of any situation, you know, and, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm positive that that company didn't intend for anything bad to happen, but six months of training is not, that you don't put somebody in a death match. Yeah. No, it's that. like what you, you know, said. There's no, there's no real way to train for death matches. You know, I, I get that. 
But I think you need a lot of experience and a certain type of mentality to jump into that. Yep. You got to, you have to know what your guys are capable of. And if you, if, if the matches you've seen from David Arquette, if you say, Oh yeah, that guy's going to go out there and have a death match and walk away and, and be okay with it. You know, I got to question your judgment on that. And, sure. and also it's like what your tweet said, you know, in response to what David Arquette said, he said, you know, with all due respect, they took advantage of your name to put you in a situation you weren't trained or prepared for. And it came close to ending very badly, regardless of whether or not you wanted to do it. That's irresponsible booking. And what you're saying it. It makes sense, and a lot of people really uh, got angry about that. And the way you responded was so professional, and in my opinion, the correct way to do it. So I, I give you a lot of credit for that because it's it was a real firestorm of of stuff that happened after you know afterwards. Yeah, more people agreed with me than different. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, the people that were negative, you know, of course, you know, they a lot of people. If you know me and you can read it in my voice, you should be able to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, if you don't know it, you know, there's, there's always going to be that factor, too. They yeah. don't really know me. They don't know where my heart's at. My heart was definitely not in a malicious place or trying to run anybody sure. down. Sure. And, 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 I, I want everybody involved in wrestling to be good. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. And, hey, hey Shane, I'm with you, man, uh, in as much as, look, I don't think we, we need anyone's head on a chopping block over this. It's just that can we acknowledge, yeah, we made a mistake. And let's yeah. move forward and learn from it instead of going, oh, we didn't do anything wrong and putting her, you know, I know, I'm, you know, I know it's easy to get defensive, but like, come on, let's just, hey, we made a little bit of a mistake and let's move forward. Right. Be, uh, to, yeah. to me, that's a really like just easy, simple way of doing it. <laughs> Shane, yeah, I think I mean, when... there's a mature, you know, some of the young guys that, you know, especially, you know, no young guy out there, whether you're trying to play the rebel card or not, don't act like you're the first guy to ever play that rebel card. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And not all the older guys are against you. For and sure. Nothing, you know, there's no real benefit of thinking that you're the only rebel that's ever existed in the business and you're going to go against all of the old guard every single time. You know, There's no benefit from that. Shane, so my question to you was, I've noticed that on wrestling Twitter, there's a sort of a double, I don't know, double standard that I've noticed when it comes to deathmatch wrestling and deathmatch wrestlers, where certain wrestlers that do it, they sort of get praised versus others, they do it and they don't get praised. Some examples would probably be like Pagano. People tend to say like, oh, why does he do that stuff? He's crazy, blah, blah, blah. But then they have people like Joey Janela where he does it and people are like, yes. So I kind of wanted to gauge your thoughts on sort of people's opinion of deathmatch wrestling and why sometimes there's sort of a different standards for certain wrestlers that are doing it. I mean, the different standards comes, you know, just from a different audience. You know, my, my, my opinion on the, you know, somebody had sent me uh, something and this was a, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back and I was like, you know, death matches aren't my thing, but if there are people that want to do it and there's an audience for it, you know, yep. then, then go ahead. Yeah. You know, just because it's not Shane Helms thing, I'm not going to take away anybody's, uh, you know, right to do it, especially if there's a, a an audience for it. And if you guys can do it and go home and not go to the hospital, you know, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but if you go into the hospital, I might want to rethink that. You know, that would be just me. Yeah. You know, but and when it comes down to um, it, Arquette's know. an adult. He he did get in the match, and unfortunately, luckily, he's okay. But hopefully, everyone learned something from this. Shane, I, I last yeah. week, I, and it's not it's not like too since you. I just want to say this real quick. No, yeah. since you said adult because there were people that kept saying, "Well, he's an adult." Yeah, adults get taken advantage of all the time too. Sure. 
yeah. all over the world. Being an adult doesn't mean you, you know, you're excluded from being taken advantage of in a situation you've never been in ever before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I also had, this is real funny too. Somebody goes, well, you know, didn't he train for ready to rumble in wrestling? And I was like, no, I know that because I did the stunts. That's right. Yeah. You were the guy. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm literally in the credits of the movie. You know, so Hey, so, hey, I like kind of pivoting a little bit from this. I want to talk about um, Ready to Rumble now. Uh, that movie, hey, do you, like I've, I've read recently, like, uh, and I think it was from Meltzer talking about how, like, the movie came across like it was clown and wrestling fans. Did you feel that way? Uh, it, it did a little bit. I mean, it was, it was a fun movie. It didn't take, you know, it. It didn't like put wrestling fans in like a super positive light, right. you know. I mean, um, and uh, there was actually a time when the uh, the lady the, the lady in the extra casting department she uh, she was showing me pictures of the audience. You know, she specifically yeah. called me into an office, an office and said, "Is this what your audience looked like?" And dude, it was like some hillbilly shit. And I was like, "No, not really. You know, our audience is just normal people, like you see at the mall. Right? You know, just." They're just normal people in wrestling t-shirts. You know, there'll be doctors, lawyers, there's all kinds of people, all yeah. walks of life. It isn't necessarily the Beverly Hillbillies out there, you know? Yeah. And, um, but the director, and this is, uh, why that movie kind of did lean in that direction a little bit. The director, I don't think he was the biggest wrestling fan of all time. He had a preconceived notion of what wrestling was, right? you know, and we, and we couldn't change his mind about what it was. So, yeah. That's why I lean that way. It's still a fun movie. I um, thought I don't so. think it makes wrestling wrestling fans look completely idiotic, but you know, I mean, there is a you know, this kind of a juvenile, but but in a in a joyful way, I think, in a playful way. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Like, you know, they're mongoloids or anything. Yeah, because I like when I read that, I'm like, you know, I never thought about that. To be honest with you, I never felt like like it. it nothing offended me or insult. Like it just didn't. It didn't stick out to me. And it's not because I think wrestling bands are that way. I mean, I know I know our audience is. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, our audience is all over the spectrum, you know. Yeah. And I think that's like that for all sports. You know, I don't think it's just wrestling, but yeah. I think of the sports, in, you know, sports entertainment, if you want to include this <clears> in that vernacular, yeah. um, we kind of get that stigma uh, more so than the other sports. Yeah. Hey, so going back to Game Changer uh, wrestling and all that, like I, I was, like, and I'm repeating kind of what I said last week, I don't want to discourage them from going out there and giving wrestling fans something different because sure. I think they do a great job on that. Yeah, they have especially a big when fanbase. they do the Joey Janela, you know, uh, thing. It's it's some of that shit's not my cup of tea, Shane. But like I, I likened it to different genres of porn, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of yeah. how I I look at it in a way. So. Yeah, you know, I've always been a supportive Joey, and he knows that. So I mean, if he knows me. And, you know, he could always reach out to me and could ask my opinion on it. You know, I've always been a supporter of what, what Joey's done. So um, they, they think outside the box, and, that, and that's cool. You know, it was yeah. just one little thing about a show that, that could have ended really badly. And, you know, so. Hey, so do, um, you, what, do you think um, do you think David's done wrestling? I hope he's not done wrestling. I think he's definitely done doing that type of thing. Yeah. Huh. You know, I mean, I you know, I had just teamed with him, you know, like a month before that, a month and a half before that. Was that like, you know, North, like Northeast Wrestling or something? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Northeast Wrestling. So, you know, and, um, and he was, uh, 
had trained specifically with one of the guys in the match, you know, or one of the opponents had done a lot of training with him. He'd been right. you know, in his ring, done some training. So it was really a controlled environment about that. And even then I was concerned because of his lack of experience. Right. And this was just a regular tag match, you know, gotcha. but that's me being a professional and me being a human being concerned about this person's health. Yeah. And how were the, you know how, I mean? how was the experience in the game? How was the experience level on the opponent? Oh, they, they, they've been wrestling for years. You know, Brian Anthony was uh, one oh, of the guys, and okay. him and David kind of been doing some things. I worked Brian a couple of years ago. We had a really good match, you know, so I trusted Brian. Right. Um, and I can't remember offhand uh, who his uh, who his partner was, but it, it all it all was fine. You know, yeah. everything, like I said, everything was really controlled and, you know, fine. And, and But even in that environment, I was concerned because of how new this person was. Sure. You know, yeah. and that's just two different ways of looking at it. You can either care about the person or you can't, I guess. You know, and I'm just one of those person that, that does. I don't want nobody to go out there and get mauled or get hurt. And know? especially a guy like this that has a, a lot of name value, like mm-hmm. outside of our industry, and he loves our industry. He wants nothing but to to do good by our industry. Like, and, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, it bums me out when I, like, See people like push back on that and and like think that he doesn't belong or whatever. The guys, I like I've seen this guy put in more work than half of the younger guys I see out there trying to come up now. Yeah. He looks good. He's going yeah. to the gym, uh, Shane. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys out there that won't won't go through half the trouble this guy's gone through. Oh, for sure. You know, that's one of the first things I said when I, when he was when he got you know, got dressed up in his gear for the match. I was like, man, you look better than half the guys on the soccer room. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you know, right. He's in shape. He's got abs. He's got more abs than I got. My abs are absent. And you look, <laughs> and, and, and let's be honest, man, you look pretty damn good too, yeah, Shane. Yeah, I'm not bad for 77 years old. <laughs> but yeah, when he came into Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, I could not believe the shape he was in. He's 47 years old, I think, maybe 46. He is—he was so dedicated and so invested and so respectful. I mean, you can't say enough good things about Arquette. He just wanted to stay safe. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I want to stop saying good things about him. I was right. just going to say, I think we're, we've, we're, we need to get <laughs> off of Arquette's tip, man. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, I think no, but I just I'm a I'm a fan of that guy, and I hate to hate to see that uh, happen. And okay, it's been talked about enough. Well, last time you were here was episode 88, and we asked you who you would like to face on the current roster, and you said Enzo Amore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to know that that, that that worked out well for him. <laughs> what are your thoughts on what he did at the pay per view, and just would you still like to work with him? Uh, you know. I think it's disrespectful because there was guys in the ring working. Yep. You know, and he, he tried to he, he tried to take away from them. You know, so that that's disrespectful to the guys in the ring. Um, you know, and, and honestly, my gut reaction was, is this a work? Are, are they in on it? You know, and I think uh, that comes probably just from being in the business so long. You yeah. sometimes think everything's a work. Yep. <laughs> you know, but um, uh, if it's not, then it's, you know, it's disrespectful to the guys in the ring. You know, if I'm in the ring busting my ass and somebody and I find out one of the boys is out in the crowd trying to take away from it, you know, we're going to have a conversation in the back. Oh, yeah. And that has happened. That has happened at shows. And there was a conversation in the back, and I told them people never to do it again. You know, so, um, you know, I don't know where he's at in his life. Is it, is it just a publicity stunt? Uh, you know, I think he's got a rap album or something like that. And I don't know the guy at all, you know, right? so. Um, I don't know where his head's at. You know, hopefully he can find some kind of success that brings some happiness to his life. But uh, 
Yep. I don't know. I don't know what to do with him now. Yeah. When did that happen to you at a show? Uh, it was an indie show. Uh, I mean, it was like you know, three or four years ago. Just some guys were started walking through the crowd. Uh, I don't know what 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 they were doing. I just heard some commotion. I turned around. These guys were out in the crowd, kind of over there dicking off with some fans. And I just, you know, I made a mental note of it. And when I get to when I got to the back, I asked them what they were doing. You know, because uh, sometimes you know I'll, I'll be signing autographs and they'll start the show and yeah. I haven't finished. You know, my line's not down. I'm like, man, you know. And you I'll feel bad, right? Don't start don't start the show until we're out of there. Yeah. I don't want to take away from what's going on in exactly. the room, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, so, and these guys, you know, went out there and kind of did on purpose. And I just asked them what they were doing. It was like, oh, you know, we just, you know, that was our friends or whatever. I'm like, dude, there's a match going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a professional. Stay the fuck in the locker room. Well, maybe they and, weren't a oh, professional no. it, it, after all. It's the equivalent of, of comics <laughs> right. talking in the back of the comedy club while you're on stage. What is it like, what are you doing, man? Like, yeah. you're ruining everything. So. Yeah. It was one of those situations. So, um, you know, from that, from that standpoint, he, was de- he definitely disrespected everybody in the, in the you know, assuming, and, and I don't think it was a work, you know, my, in retrospect, my, my gut tells me that it's not. But, what are we talking about I still? Mean, oh, no, it was. It was a total shoot because I was there. I was there. I was in the gorilla position and in the back when all that was going on. So, yeah, no. But I, I'll tell you who I, wanna, who, uh, who I don't want to work is that female security guard because I don't think I can take it. <laughs> oh, Miss Lisa. <laughs> no, yeah. she's no joke, yeah. man. She's no yeah, joke. She's on the side of justice. Yeah. So I need her on my team. I guess she got a hold of Gronkowski, too, at some point, right? Oh, mania. Yeah. She wouldn't let yeah, him she, get in the ring. She's starting to get a, she's starting to get a little highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Shane, have you followed any of the little bit of scuttlebutt on Twitter and Gabe Sapolsky kind of chimed in? I think I might I chimed in, too. Like, about people complaining about not wanting to travel, like, and go do this show for this amount of money and... And like, who the fuck are they even? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. I, I didn't know. I don't know who started it or where it originated from. But you know, something about paying dues and like people didn't want to do it. And then somebody said paying dues was just a scam that old guys tried to get young guys to do or something like that. Like, but I don't know where it all came from or how it came about. So I'm not. I'm not like a completely uh, up to par about. You know what the conversation was. You can you can fill me in if you want. Well, I mean, I don't have the 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 tweet in front of me, and I probably should. But um, it was a, basically a lot of people. And hey, look, I'm I'm the first one to chime in when like promoters are are trying to exploit talent. But like when you have no like work and no one knows who you are, you need to get your your name out there. Like sometimes you got to go out there and do shit for gas money or. A, or whatever, or not, sometimes not even just to get your name out there. And I'm not like saying that to try to get people like to think that they have no value, but sometimes, you know, you've got to do things. I worked for, for, and I'm not trying to say people, you know, it's weird because I'm not saying that like people shouldn't get paid, but like self awareness, maybe. Yeah, man. Sometimes you've got to do what you got to do to get your name out there. Then you create the value and, and then you ask for what you want to ask for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, drove you know nine hours for forty bucks before, so uh, that that uh, the math doesn't work out there that I got <laughs> that I made any money on that one. But um, you know, we we all sacrificed back in the day, and I yeah. you know it's, uh, yeah, as the times change, I think there's there's probably people back then that felt the same way that these other people did, yeah. and we just didn't hear about it, and they they probably faded away, you know, yeah, and got classified as obsolete. Um, hey. But, 
Absolutely. You know, but you know, I mean, I think the people that work the hard, those are the ones that generally stick around the most anyway. So uh, the people that don't want to work hard and they don't want to put in the time, that'll come back around. I know people even for money, like I've heard of like some wrestlers here in this area um, that won't even drive four or five hours to a show for pay. Yeah. Well, speaking of the, the Matt Hardy reference you just made, where do you think his head's at right now? I mean, as far as he did put out the tweet about maybe he should become a general manager of Raw. I mean, uh, he's kind of a, a myth, a mystery right now. We saw the Halloween special. You, you're friends with him. I mean, what do you think his plans are for the near future? I mean, I guess it depends on on how healthy he is. You know, I think Matt always has plans. There's always irons in the fire and, you know, other irons waiting to get put in new fire. So, um, you know, there's, there's backup plans in case he can't perform anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have a feeling he, he will again. You know, he, he's not the type of guy that that's how he's going to go out. Not to me. You know, I think uh, um, whatever it is, is going to be a surprise, you know, uh, but also, too, I know that, you know, we had a lot of fun doing that Halloween special thing. Was, I really enjoyed it. Was 9, it 9,000 degrees in there. <laughs> but, um, but we had a lot of fun doing it, and I know he enjoyed that. So if he can get that rocking and rolling like he wants to, that also might be, you know, his, his, his next goal is just to, to get that on a more permanent basis. Wow, that'd be great. Was there a different feel doing it with the WWE cameras compared to doing it with the TNA cameras? Well, I mean, de- definitely the budget was higher. <laughs> I got paid a lot more. <laughs> I'll, tell you that. I'll tell you that much. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, a little bit more, you know, of course, with the TNA thing, is a, that, was a, that was a little bit more outlaw yeah. uh, to, uh, to use the old school term. Um, the WWE, of course, just, it goes without saying, just a little bit more organized. You know, so. Do you have plans for uh, a Christmas House of Hardy, possibly? Well, I think I would have to be since I was kidnapped in that one. You know, they got to come get me. <laughs> you know, hopefully, they wouldn't just leave me hanging up in the rafters or wherever I was there. Yeah. So uh, I got to imagine, you know, you know, there's, there's definitely plans for uh, for me to do more stuff, and um, you know, getting to be the evil hurricane and that one was pretty pretty entertaining. And you know, the stuff and even even shooting it, man. Like, uh, you know, being such a fan of the business that I am, you know, uh, getting to see uh, Big Charles do the uh, the Papa Shango thing, man, oh, that yeah. was so damn cool. When he came out, was doing the Shango. Uh, that that was that was my the favorite part for me as a fan. But also when uh, Boogie and Matt was eating the worms and the mm. green beans, watching that live was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life because <laughs> it went on forever. And I was like, they're just going to do this for like a couple seconds, but it was like a it was like sixty seconds of worms and green beans, which. A minute doesn't sound like a lot unless you're eating worms. <laughs> it was just, it was so funny. Now, you mentioned you're in Orlando. Uh, this is not your first time down there. Can you tell us what the experience has been uh, the few times that you have been uh, working down there? Yeah, I mean, I had a great time down here last time, you know, and I got to do um, not only coaching and training, but uh, agenting as well. I got to agent uh, the house show and, uh, at NXT, so wow. uh, I guess I might be doing more of that this time as well. And, you know, that. That's where I would be the biggest asset to, to this company if, um, in the future is a, as an agent. You know, I can do the training thing and be a coach as well, no doubt. And and maybe that's the avenue I have to take to, to get to an agenting position. But um, it's fine, man. Just this this whole that performance center, 
they've added new newer stuff since I was here, you know, whatever, six weeks ago, however long ago it was. They've even added newer stuff here uh, since then. So, hey, so- um, it, it's just, it's amazing. You know, it's just an amazing thing. You know, um, you know, uh, Gabe, like you said, Gabe was in today. I got to, uh, you know, I had a one-on-one with Shawn Michaels, which I haven't had since I left the company. And oh, wow. I, that was a conversation we yeah. needed to have. And it went super well. Oh, and, good. Uh, you know, good. So uh, I was very ha- happy about that, you know. And, and Sean was too. And uh, so that went well. And it's just been a positive experience, man. You know, Hunter showed up today. You know, his arms in the sling. There was a meeting. Uh, he had a meeting with uh, you know, some people. And I didn't get, away, get really didn't get a chance to speak with him. But he looked happy and looked in good spirits. And so it was good to see him out there about since the injury at the uh, at the you know the show they had in wherever Saudi Arabia. Hey, so. Um- Oh yeah, about Paul. Like I, I when I seen him at uh, you know this last weekend here, you know he told me he goes, oh the the pecs not. He goes the the, the quad was way worse. He said, he said this is not really? compared to that. Yeah, and and but, you I know, heard the quad. I heard the quad tear is the most painful muscle tear. Wow, especially yeah. no. I heard the, I heard the groin was the worst. If you tell your groin, that's the worst. <laughs> that's actually that, that quad. Yes, the Achilles too. The, the quad. The quad just being so big. You know, I gotta imagine this, but you know, some of the but the I I, I knew he was hurt right away because he came in doing a left-handed chop. Yeah, and you know, you uh, you being a student of the game too, you would go, man, that's pretty. I don't see Hunter doing a. He doesn't do a lot of chops anyway. You know, yep. he, he likes to throw punches, and and also you know, just doing a left-handed chop. I go, I never seen him do a left-handed chop because I didn't even know he got. I didn't notice he got hurt at first, and then yeah. I was like watching him chop. I go, man, he's hurt, and uh, you know, of course, my wife's like, how do you know that? And I go. I'll just tell you later. Did. You know, I don't yeah. want to get into the whole business with her at that particular moment in time. But yeah, it's a, he's a tough ass boy to you know finish that match like that. It's a tough dude. You're talking about like you mentioned groin injuries, dude. That is, I remember Taker had a groin injury, and and it I think he it lasted like three four years. It was crazy. It lasted three years. It was a long ass time. Like he was nursing that quick because he wouldn't take any time off. We needed him on the road. I mean, it's uh-huh. I, I, you know, two three years. I, I might be exaggerating, but it was, it was over a year, man. He was nursing that thing. Groin pulls are a lot like hamstring pulls. Once you do it once, you're that much more likely to re-injure yourself, and it takes a lot of time. And so that's probably why yeah, he was I, dealing with it. I remember one of the boys had a you know pulled his groin. And he asked me if I ever pulled mine. And I said, yeah, three or four times a week. Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever take blue chew when you do it? <laughs> I thought. I mean, I thought that was really, a really personal question. I was like, "Dude, why? Come on, now. <laughs> well, speaking of, I'm gonna, the- have to, I'm gonna have to get the blue chew sponsor yet. I ain't on. I ain't on that kick yet. It's a pretty on. good deal, man. It's not bad. It's good to have handy. <laughs> well, speaking of what you were doing at the Performance Center, I wanted to kind of gauge your thoughts on two things. The first thing is, what do you think about WWE signing a lot of guys? Do you think it's good or bad for the business of wrestling? And then my second question for you is, when it comes to de- developmental, how does the dynamics change between having experienced guys come into the Performance Center, and how does that affect or change the dynamics for you know the growing talent that doesn't have as much experience? Um, well, I, the first part of your question, I definitely think it's good that they're hiring people, you know, because it's, you know, giving more jobs to people. That's mm-hmm. good. And then also it's opening, um, opening opportunities on the Indies where, where these exactly. guys are leaving. So that's going to create opportunities for other people to step up, yep. you know? So I, I definitely think it's good in that aspect. Um, and as far as for bringing in experienced guys, that that's always good, you know? 
if you can only get better working with, with better people. If you're working with people that aren't as good or worse, if you're working with people that are worse than you, that's not going to help you. You know, you can only get better working with, with, with better talent. Yeah. Do you have any issues with any yeah, but people when you're teaching stuff at the PC? Um, not too much, you know, um, I'm pretty right about every single thing that comes out of my mouth. Fucking A, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, um, I'm still, I'm still kind of new, so they're all just trying to absorb everything. And, um, you know, I just chime in whenever I see something wrong. And if I can, you know, and, and it's been, you know, everything's been pretty easy this time. It's always been these little things that are easy to correct. You know, I haven't had any, like, real big, uh, you know, sit- moments where I had to, like, fix something that was, you know, a dis- Somebody was just a disaster. And, and there's a lot of talented people down there, too. You know, I've been to training schools where, you know, uh, there are people that were, you know, maybe should still be watching wrestling as yeah. opposed to being in the ring. Yeah. There's not really that many people here like that, you know. And if they are, they're in a controlled environment. They're controlled drills and stuff like that. And and, and so if they're doing drills, you know, I really don't have to help them that much. I'm more, you know... Of, of a finishing coach, you know, I, I, I can polish the guys, and yeah. that sounds pretty strange too. The way I said that, um, <laughs> but I was, I was. There's, there's a blue. Speaking of polishing guys, right? there's Bluetooth. Um, but uh, that, that's where that's where I, I, I can be the most beneficial. That's what I was thinking. I, I I I don't picture you down there in the ring teaching like holds and things like that necessarily, as opposed to you know, like like you're saying the finishing stuff, like the you know the philosophies of of you know why we do things in the ring and all that stuff yeah would you say it's you know almost I mean? like just, just even yesterday it was just you know one of the top talents came to me and he goes man what you told me the last time you here completely changed my character and took me to the level that it's at now and i don't want to say his name because i don't want to take credit right from what he did because all i did was give the idea he executed the idea and but that's what I'm good at, you know. And is it almost like yeah, when it comes I, to stuff in the ring, is it like you, you made a different version of the Shining Wizard but still paid respect to Muta by calling it the Shining Wizard, like maybe adding like a little bit of spice to certain things in the ring, stuff like that? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, definitely take guys, okay, I like the way you did that, but here, here's another way. Do this, or before you do the move, you know, because there, there are still a lot of talent that they don't even know what selling is. They think selling is taking a move. And I go, no, selling isn't taking a move. Selling is what you do after the move. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what. I, yeah, no. yeah. I try to tell people like there's a there's a there's you register and then the sell is after it. Yeah, you know you build the car, then you sell the car. Yeah, you know. So um, there's a lot of guys too, and it, and two they just need it said a different way. And sometimes when you bring in a guest coach, I'm saying some of the things these other coaches are saying. That's right. They just need to hear it from somebody else, and it's a, a real affirmation of that. Yeah, and and like you said, and like you're saying, it's sometimes it just needs to be told to someone a different way for it to sink in and resonate with them. Yeah, I mean, just yesterday these guys were doing this thing, and I was like, "Yeah," I said, "You hit the punchline on this joke," but before I could laugh, you started to set up another joke. <laughs> okay, said, yeah. let me laugh. Yeah. And the guy goes, "Oh, okay, I get it now." And you like you can sometimes you can literally see a light bulb go off. <laughs> yeah, and you know, as a as as a teacher or coach or trainer or whatever. That's the feel-good moment. For Damn you. right. Okay, I, I reached this person, and yeah. he got it now. And then they, then they go and execute it the next time, and they do it perfectly. And you go, see? And they go, okay. And now and they can take that lesson and multiply it in different different aspects of, of their of their game as well. Awesome. Well, Shane, you've been going strong for quite some time now. I want to know, what do you attribute that to? 
stupidity. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I'm not. I'm not good at anything else. So <laughs> I have to be good at this. Uh, no, I, I just. I just love it. You know. I mean, I love it. You know. Uh, we were talking about Russell Cave. Like uh, Russell Cave was this past weekend. You know, and I was only booked for Saturday because I had to fly out Sunday to do um to come to the performance center. But I asked them, could I come in Friday because they had a show Friday and there was some talent on there I wanted to see. So I came in early to watch the show. Yeah, and like. I'll see young guys like then we had the super show and I was there was young guys that said, Hey, you going to the show? And they're like, No, and I'm going, Man, like you got all these talented people. So there's like some legit legends on the show and you just gonna go dick off at the bar? Yep. Like, man, you have an opportunity to learn here. You know, I still like watching. I, you can still learn from anybody. I can see stuff they I mean, if you're not watching the, the current product and where it's where it's going. I mean, you, you'll never know where it's going if you're not watching where yeah. it's at. Hey, so was there any of the younger guys that you're talking about that actually were interested in going and watching the uh, the Super Show? Uh, mo- most of the ones that were on the Friday show actually ended up going to the Super Show anyway, the guys yeah. that were working. But there were just yeah. a few. You know, I don't want to name names. I don't want to sure. shut them out. But, you know, there were a couple that I was, was disappointed that they weren't going. I'm like, man, you really should be there. You know, you, you want to make it because – there's a difference between saying you love wrestling and, and showing to me that you love it. Yeah. You know, um, but that's, but to answer her question, that, you know, that's one of the things that, that, that keeps me going is that, that I still like it, you know? And that's when, like, when I hear like some of the older guys and they're tearing it down, you know, I'll ask them, well, do you watch it? I'm like, no. Like, okay. Well then what is it that you're tearing down? Yeah. You know, if you don't, if you're not watching it and especially if you're not contributing to it and you're not a part of it anymore, mm-hmm. why, why are you even trying to tear wrestling down? You know, if you're watching it and you got some constructive criticism and you got an opinion about it, okay, I'll listen to that. But if you don't even watch it anymore, because there'll be some guys, you know, today's probably, they just suck and everybody sucks and all that. I'm like, okay, well, who are, who are you talking about? Yeah. They really can't give you any names because they don't watch. Or, the, but, okay. or a lot of us like will go, oh, you're doing it wrong. Well, it, maybe not, man. It seems like the people are making a lot of noise out there for these guys. It's yeah. not how I would do it, yeah. but like they figure, I look at it this way, Shane. Like there was a gap there for a few years to where like I think a lot of these guys that are coming up now had to figure shit out on their own, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 I just think that a lot of these guys have done an amazing job for not having those old veterans like I did and you did to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes when you know, sometimes when you have to throw in the deep end of the pool. You know, that can that can work too. It yeah. doesn't always work, but it can. There are there are people that learn how to swim by that. Some people drown like that yeah. <laughs> by the same token, which <laughs> isn't good. You know, I mean, but you know, I I, I would just I want criticism from people who actually partake in it and, and watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, absolutely. Who, who is one of the vets that gave you great advice, like Sean's talking about? That was kind of like a mentor to you. Uh, throughout my career, man, God, there was a lot, you know, I mean, there was, I mean, as far as like with the hurricane character, stuff like that, you know, Pat Patterson always had good stuff, you know, Steve yep. Kern always had good stuff. Undertaker, you know, was, was definitely because, you know, I mean, no, no other character was as quite as crazy as the hurricane was as, you know, or as fantastic as the hurricane was as the undertaker. So, you know, I, I would have to watch that and how he protected the gimmick and how he lived the gimmick. And he was, the Undertaker at all times when yeah. he was out there, whether he was walking to the ring and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, he was big in it. You know, there's a lot of guys, man. You know, Ricky and Robert were always cool and took care of me. Flair, Flair was the guy that took care of me and, and gave me a lot of advice throughout the years. So, um, 
a lot of guys, man. I got real, I was real fortunate. Hey, so I was just thinking what just popped into my head though when you mentioned Undertaker. Um you, I think you might have taken like I think I always thought I took the best choke slam from Undertaker and Kane and guys like that, but I saw a clip of one you took from Taker that probably outdid anyone I ever took. <laughs> and then I took the uh, tombstone right after that. Mm-hmm. That was a uh, that was a uh, you know we had that match and I wanted to use that when I came back after my neck surgery. Yeah, you know not that that bump had anything to do with it, but when I came back, I wanted to do some stuff with the uh, Undertaker and that that was finally going to be somebody that the hurricane was afraid of, you know, because my character being a superhero, I was all, I would always go out there whether I won or lost. I was never afraid. Yeah. And I wanted to do something old school. Like Kamala, remember how Kamala, Kamala's what got the undertaker over to me as a kid. Yeah. I saw Kamala being afraid of the undertaker, afraid of the that casket take it to, a, to, a, to another level. To yeah. Remember how he was I a- wanted to do, I, I was gonna say, remember how scared he was of the casket? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, man, he got you know he got the real big eyes that took yeah. off running and was falling down all over the place. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean that was you know, so I wanted to do something like that, but then I had to go do the ECW show because they went to the sci fi network. Right. And, um they wanted, you know, the the superhero character on there, mm-hmm. so we never got to do it. But um I wanted to play off of that match was because the Undertaker I did that choke slam. And then the tombstone was what broke my neck, right. and that's why the hurricane was afraid of the Undertaker because he was the guy that, that you know crippled me, even uh-huh. though it wasn't him. I mean, I'm sure he didn't help, but <laughs> how did you get? But, uh, how but, did I, you but I appreciate you giving me uh, some respect on the bump. Oh yeah. come on, how can you not? Jesus, hey, so how did you break your neck? Ah, uh, dude, it was just years and years. It wasn't one uh, significant event. It yeah. was just, uh, you know. Did you walk around? With, did you walk a lot of years? Did you walk around with a broken neck for a while without even realizing it? Yeah, about uh, four months. Wow. Yeah, mine. I mine was a couple of weeks on uh, each time, but yeah. But anyway, oh Jesus! I think, Christ. I think they can tell can tell from the degree of the shading somehow. Yeah. Like Dr. Youngblood said. Um, did you have Dr. Youngblood do yours? No, I had a guy, Dr. Hames, in Minneapolis do it. So. Um, yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and finally, you know, I was just doing push-ups in the back, and I couldn't get up off the floor. Oh boy! Mm. You know, I could I couldn't push up. It's like a, it was like being on a weight bench and pressing. You know, I was just I did like three push-ups, and like on the fourth, I was like pushing up, and like damn, I can't get up. Oh, man. And like it wasn't there was never like a big amount of pain. I was just like achy all achy. the time. Yeah, achy. And my, my, and did you have atrophy? Uh, yeah, in my right arm. Yeah, everybody else got it in their left. I got it in my right and. You know, my trap would kind of like nod up all the time and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, it felt like it was in more in my back. So we actually, uh, you know, I still wrestled that night when I couldn't get up, when I couldn't finish my push-ups. And I think twice the next day because we had a double shot. Yeah. And in Baltimore, they had scheduled me for two MRIs. So they did my neck first. And I got out of that one. And then they set up the MRI machine to do my back. And by the time I got out of the, the second one, my neck was broken so bad that they were already scheduling surgery. Damn. And, you know, the surgery was in San Antonio, and they were afraid that the turbulence from the plane, because my spinal cord was about to be severed. Mm. And uh, they were afraid that if there was bad turbulence, it would sever my spinal cord. So, um, yeah. So, Ain't so, Shane. so I, was, I, I, I couldn't even do a storyline. I couldn't even uh, do a storyline while I was just right. there one week and gone for 18 months. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I was just... I, 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 we're getting to at the end of the show, but I, I want to bring up the um, fact that I, I, I'm a fan of uh, of you and Marty Skrull uh, <laughs> oh, stuff thank together. You, man. Thank you. Yeah, and that's, you know, the superhero versus the villain. 
So. Although he is the most likable villain in the world, mind you. But yeah, uh, yeah, he is. I finally got it. I finally got him booed, though. I, you know, I was very happy that I got the Bullet Club booed when uh, he took my mask in match three. Nice. Yeah. And and then that crowd doing exactly what I wanted to in terms of uh, the story I was telling when I put the mask back on in yeah. match four. You know, I was very happy with that. So Marty's an incredible talent, man. And, yeah, I sure I'm is. Very glad that they let they let us do it, do that stuff. So are you done with them? I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not re like making you re uh, no, no, no. say anything. Are no, you I've done agreed, with no, I've agreed to some. I've agreed to some future stuff. Okay, good. And I and I love. Yeah, the we fa- just we just get together on dates, and it's like, okay, yeah. I can do this one. I can do this one. I can do this one. Nice. You know, so. So um, I I just love the fact that okay in uh, the 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 way the wrestling industry is right now you can go do something for them when you get to a certain level and then you know you can go do something over here WWE at the PC and you know what I mean I just I really like the climate right now. Mm-hmm. Me too, man. I think 2018 seriously, and I'm not going to wood saying this. I think it's the only year of my life I would actually live again. Oh wow! How amazing it's been! Wow, man. Like, I mean, just in the business and how much fun I've had, and I can't think of that many guys that have had a wilder, just more diverse 2018 that I did. And, like, man, just everything, and knocking wood, like I said, with the family and everything, it's just, yeah. I mean, I've had a really blessed year, so I'm super happy with everything. And you're, you're still just contributing so much. It's not like, you know, some guys, they come back to just, you know, get a piece. You're not just taking a piece. You're giving a huge piece back, man. Yeah, I want to leave it better than I came in. You know, my whole thing with Marty was, you know, I, I got to come in. I, I'm going to have a little fun with it, but I want Marty to be even more of a villain was than when he left. Yeah. And I, you know, when we did that street fight, you know, did you see that one? The uh, With the yeah. tables and the, the, the tags and all that? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's that, that was the thing. And, uh, you know, I wanted him to be a bigger star because of mm-hmm. it. It wasn't me coming in trying to steal anybody's limelight or anything like that you know right like, i want marty to be a bigger star after this and he is and and you're still the hurricane That's not right. and, and, and nothing could take that right and on top of the great year you had you've been on this show twice it's icing on the cake three times, <laughs> three times this year definitely icing. <laughs> Total. it's because you're one of my favorite guests to come on here actually you probably are my favorite he's the best because you've been on more well, than anyone. Have, yeah. definitely the three i count. appreciate him uh, <laughs> hey man the, uh, off subject a little bit um did you see the tito chuck fight yes i did and, and uh, it, it went it went as i expected yeah me too you know i I hated it. I didn't bet no money on it because I, I just couldn't. But, uh, right. you know, Chuck's chin's been gone. And, you know, once you lose your, you know, Chuck 10 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, you could hit him with a cinder block. Yeah. And it wouldn't phase him. You yeah. know, and whenever he lost the chin, his chin, whatever it was, whatever it was that damaged it, you know, whether it was the, the Rashad knockout, um, it, he hasn't been the same since, you know. Because if you watch that fight back, that was the punch that took him down yeah. was the first flush punch. The exactly. other ones were kind of glazing. It was the first flush punch that took him. You know, and Chuck would have ate that shit with some damn with a ham sandwich back in the day. Exactly. And it wouldn't have phased him. You know, so Yeah, do you think he got uh, carried I, a little bit in there? I mean, even though it didn't really what? go that long, I mean it seemed like 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 Tito carried him a bit in there for a minute. Uh, maybe I think Tito had to be a little worried too, you know, because sure. you know, Chuck still has hands. Absolutely. So I, but uh, you know, I mean, I, I Tito looked huge. He looked gigantic. He looked fresh, you know. And Chuck may have, you know, when people, you know, when they talk about ring rust, it's yeah. never, you know, fans think the casual fans think that that's a technique, a technique thing that, that he's worried. 
No, ring rust is actually the adrenaline dump, not being used to being in front of an audience, that live yeah. crowd, that live adrenaline dump. That's what the ring rust is. You know, Chuck was going to have his technique. He was going to have his skills. He was going to have his power. But when you're not used to that adrenaline dump, when you get out there and the crowd's going and the bell rings and all of a sudden you're tired. Mm. And Chuck looks so slow. Yeah. Man, he looked, you know, he looked so slow. And Tito, Tito's been active. You know, Tito's been active in the last couple of years. And um, just physically, he looked a lot better. He looked faster. You know, he looks, when you're faster and bigger, that, that's tough to overcome. Do you think that, do you think that um, an event like that uh, hurts the, hurts the, uh, hurts MMA? No. No. I thought no, the, no. I, I thought know, the, I thought the card overall was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you would want the fight to be, of course, it would have been a lot better if it was, you know, uh, Rocky and Apollo too. Yeah. You know, it'd have been, you know, that would have been a much better fight, you know, but uh, I don't think. A fight like that hurt him. You know, they're still, you know, they're fighters, and they went out and yeah. they fought, and one guy, you know, the, the baby face lost. Yeah. So that, that's what it is, the baby face lost. So that, that's the feeling that we feel right now. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Tito, 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 we like Tito, but uh, of the two, he, he's the heel in that situation. Exactly. Yeah, I saw Tito. He looked great. I saw him. He was at Survivor Series, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, hey, so um, real quick, and I like uh, because he's a pro wrestler also, I want to give props to Tom Lawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fought. He fought up. He fought. He don't normally fight at that weight, so uh, he fought up against a man. That dude was built strange. He's built like Rhino almost. Right, he had little arms. Yeah, he and was so fighting. That, uh, he was fighting up in weight, but he was looking down at his opponent. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I thought that maybe uh, you know Tom would be able to use his advantage. Uh, yeah, his uh, reach advantage a little bit better. But I mean, uh, apparently that guy's really good. So you know. Um, yeah. You know, but hats off to Tom, you know, for fighting up, you know, weight, size does matter in the fighting team. For, you know, sure. for sure. You know, so. I know Especially that. in wrestling, in wrestling, and that, that was Tom's strength was, was wrestling, I would say, more than striking. So, um, yeah, know, hats off to him for, for being out there. Hey, so I guess, so I guess we're going to wrap it up, man. Um, is, is there anything anyone else wants to add real quick? No? All right. Hey, what about you? Hey, Shane, is there anything you want to, like, mention before we, uh, before we go? I uh, know, man. You know, I mean, unless uh, I finally opened the store on Pro Wrestling Tees and oh, it's a three-time shirt for the first time in uh, two decades, I guess. So, and it's actually I got a hurricane shirt, a, uh, uh, you know, with two hurricane shirts and a three-count shirt. And the three-count is a uh, it's, it's it's the the hot seller of the three. Oh, nice! Uh, it's, really? It's kinda, it's kinda, <laughs> that's kinda, I'm kind of happy about that. Nice. You also have a, yeah. a wrestle tune coming out. A wrestle tune yeah, figure yeah, coming out. Yeah, that thing. I think it's pretty much sold out before we've even we haven't even got it yet, and the demand for it's so high that it's gonna it's gonna be gone pretty quick. We're gonna have to put in a second order for that thing. Yeah, check out that wrestling club if you want to know more about that. Hang on. Well, Shane, man, thank you so much. I appreciate. I always, I'm always grateful for uh, for uh, for your time and just uh, and your friendship. And I and I. Oh man, same, uh, same to you, buddy. And I yeah. hope to see you soon, my friend. Oh, yeah, Shane, and, and your Twitter and, and Instagram real quick. Oh, at Shane Helms come. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. All right, everyone. Shane Helms, the Hurricane. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Sweet.
the Ex- recount of Shane Helms. Yeah, the so, best. So, uh, Jimbo, let's take it home. Well, Friday you'll be in Wisconsin at ACW. Uh, tickets are available at acwwisconsin.com. And then Saturday you'll be at the House of Hardcore, also in Wisconsin. Uh, tickets for that are at houseofhardcore.net. Thank you to all the new subscribers on YouTube. Please continue to like and share the videos. Watch uh, the figure unboxing video. And yep. follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. Cool. All right, awesome. You guys can check me out on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo officially surpassed 5,000 subscribers, so yay to that. Way to go. And yeah, so make sure to check it out. Uh, I'm in Louisville this week at the Comedy Caravan Comedy Club, so if you're in Louisville, hit me up. Uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every single week. And if you like global professional wrestling, follow at Ring of Pakistan. I'm actually going back there next week to be their host and commentator uh, once again for some television they're creating, so it's pretty exciting. You'll Very also be cool. on the What a Rush podcast this week on Friday. Sweet. Oh, me. Yeah, I'll be on, on Real Warrior Animals What a Rush pod. Love it. Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys right here next week on Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty.